Hi, this is Heather Bonham, and you're listening to the Midlife Best Podcast, and this is episode 106. Today, on episode 106, I'm going to pick up where we left off last episode, which was kind of a cliffhanger because I was coming up on the two-year anniversary of the podcast, not sure where I was going to go from there, and, well, everything kind of went crazy in the world. So, before we get started with that, I just want to remind you, you can always contact me by email. It's heather at midlifebest.com or you can check things out and comment um, on the Facebook page or the YouTube channel. Those are both Midlife Best. So what did I decide to do and what's going on in the world now? Well, as I record this, it is April 24th. I'm sitting in my car. The heat is on because it's only 48 degrees out today. So it's a little bit weird, but Um, I'm sitting in my car, I have my chamomile tea, and I have been waiting to podcast, but I've been busy this week, and I realized that a couple more days isn't going to matter. I really needed to focus on online teaching, and so I did that this week. It has gotten much better, but it's still quite a challenge. So we are learning to fly the plane as the plane is being built, and Boy, that is so true in terms of online teaching. You know, even those of us who were using a lot of technology in the classroom, I mean, this is an entirely different experience. We're not seeing these children face to face and it's tough and it's a lot, Um, but it is getting much better. And when I recorded the last episode, episode 105, I really didn't know. I'm certainly spending many, many hours online now, um, but you know, On the other hand, I have no commute. I'm able to get up from the dining room table in between classes or lessons or meetings and go to the kitchen and make tea. And you know, there are pluses and minuses to everything. But I think in terms of being a teacher, um, I, I think that this is less stressful but in terms of what's best for our students, I don't think this is good for the, for the children for the most part. It's good for a few students. Some of them are self-starters and school and the noise and the other kids and all of that was distracting and they actually learn better um, on their own. And maybe these are introverts or maybe these are just kids who really like to be self-paced and in control of their own day and their own schedule. And just like adults, kids have different personalities. So for some students, even students who have special education needs, the interesting thing is some of those students are doing beautifully and are turning in all their assignments and everything is really good. They're communicating by email or, or you know, whatever meets we have, they attend and they're doing great. Other students, even students who were high performing in the classroom, are not doing well at all. And of course, there are so many reasons for that. We know that students have lost loved ones. Um, Parents are working weird hours. Of course, there are students who are home trying to learn or home trying to babysit siblings, and their parents are working in hospitals and things like that. So life is crazy for a lot of people right now. And students are people too. And so are teachers. So um, the reality is that even though this is not ideal and probably not best for the vast majority of students, we think that it's probably going to last the rest of the school year. And so um, coming to terms with the reality is, is part of the process. 
So when I podcasted last, I really didn't know what I wanted to do in terms of uh, my podcasting, my writing, having any type of business or offerings online. I just didn't know where I stood. Now, I started this podcast in April of 2018, so it has been more than two years, and this is the longest I've ever taken. In fact, I've never really missed a podcast, but I think there have been times when it was a little late and I doubled up, but I've never skipped more than a week, and I've done, well, in two years, I've done 106 episodes, so do the math on that. I'm really right on track for doing an episode per week. And I kind of forced myself to stay in that routine sometimes, even if I didn't feel well or things got crazy, because I knew that the routine was good. And that's how you put out content, is you don't overanalyze. You just put it out there and keep putting it out there. And it kind of cures perfectionism to just make myself keep publishing. Um, But I did did need a break. I did need to process what was going on with my teaching career and school and the world and, you know, just everything. And so I do live north of New York City um, and we all have seen the news. So if you're not from New York, you know, New York City was hit really, really, really hard by this virus. But so were communities in the suburbs and the suburbs of the suburbs and Um, So I know a lot of people who have either been sick, think they've been sick, might have been sick, you know, definitely had it. It, It's it's been crazy. And we um, we've seen a lot of loss. And so, uh, you know, and I know people who have lost loved ones for other reasons, even just old age, really, and not been able to have the funerals and those types of religious and family things that mean so much. So. I did need time away from the podcast. Um, I'm very thankful to say that we're doing well. And for the most part, things things are okay. But I had to decide what I wanted to do. And I have had more time to think. And I have had time to, um, to just kind of analyze. Where do I need to go after two years of a podcast? And really time and money spent learning how to do this. I don't um, really make any money off of it except a few dollars in some ad fees at one point. And then I turned those off because I just really didn't want the podcast to be about having advertisements right now. But I had to look at what was working. And so I'm walking you through my thought process. So that might help others out there who are creatives or have a side business or a side project and trying to figure out how does that all work. So here's the thing for me. Although the podcast has always had a very small listenership, I have had consistent listenership and I have had listeners from all over the world. And to me, that's huge because even though it wasn't very many people, the fact that I've had listeners from all over the world means that I have a message that is unique and that people are responding to it. And that that's something that I don't really have a reason to take away um, or reason, I guess, or an excuse not to do it. So that's part of the process. I mean, I, I have something that can be helpful to others. As I said, the podcast doesn't cost me anything to produce other than time. 
And so that's not an excuse either because I don't have to spend that much time doing the podcast. Um, so it's something I enjoy. It's something I, I like doing. I'm proud of what I've done and I'm happy with what I've put out there. And so the logic tells me to continue to do the podcast and my heart tells me to continue to do the podcast and that I just needed a break. Now, any money that I have spent has not really been an expense for the podcast, but I do want to touch on that because I have spent really always, I've always wanted to learn and grow and become better and, and develop skills and, um, soft skills and specific skills that would take me farther in life and help me be better. And so I have always been interested in trainings and programs and seminars. And, you know, I've done these things since college, at least, um, maybe even high school, but probably college. And so, you know, years and years, I mean, 25 to 30 years, I've been getting extra training. Yes. You know, even in high school, I remember doing kind of like mail away books and things to teach me things that I wanted to know. And so any money that I have spent learning to be a better writer or to podcast or to do ad campaigns, anything like that, that has been money well spent because it's developed me as a person and not direct podcast expenses. So, um, but on to what do I want to do next? So I don't have any real reasons to stop the podcast. And I do have definite reasons, in my opinion, to continue the podcast, but there has to be more. And for me to develop a podcast and, uh, you know, I published a book about study skills. I have a book that I have edited. That's a devotional book that I did not write an antique book. I am working on another book and I definitely have been working more on that. And that's one of the things I said in the last podcast is that I need to focus on writing. But now that the school thing is settling out a little and I am home, I've had that time. I have found and developed that time in my schedule. Not every day, but I've been doing a a pretty good job with that. And I found that I do have a lot of content already. It needs cleaned up. It needs some more work, but I'm in a good place to get this book published pretty soon. So that'll be another book. Um, And that is where income then can start to happen. But also, how am I reaching people when I'm online? The thing that people responded to with the podcast and Facebook, and to a lesser extent YouTube, but more so Facebook, it was the book clubs. The book clubs took way more time than just doing a podcast. But I've always been a reader anyway, and I'm going to read development books and Um, kind of these, especially I like the antique or the older, well-known books. Those, those I'm going to do anyway. I'm going to read them anyway. So doing the book club is just sharing my thoughts. And interestingly enough, people liked it and people responded and I got views. Again, not a huge audience, but I don't need a huge audience. I need an audience who responds to me and who wants to hear what I have to say. And so as I think, as I think to the next year, the next couple of years, how do, how do I put all of these things together and make something? I think that midlife best will morph a little. 
it will still have a, a be a podcast. I think that I will carefully select books for upcoming book clubs and I will develop some study guides and I will finish my book. Um, but I think that there will also be some kind of a, of a course online and that will become a product that I sell. Um, and so that's how I will continue to grow and develop myself and the Midlife Best project and, and platform into a home business. Now, in terms of the future, no one knows what's going on with school this year, let alone next year or five years down the road. But I do think it's important to follow our own interests and to see where those little trails lead and to evaluate regularly. How's it going? What did I like? What did I dislike about the podcast that I've been doing or the book that I've been writing? to evaluate and to see where it needs to go next. So I follow Dan Miller and I I may have mentioned this on the last podcast and actually it's not fresh in my mind because that was several weeks ago, but Dan Miller of 48 Days uh, talks about planning every uh, November, maybe October even for the year ahead. And one of the things that he does and, and talks about is that he gets rid of a number of projects, a a significant percentage of what he does, he gets rid of it every year to make room for new things. Um, And so as I think about my writing and my podcasting and the book club and, and doing the videos, I think, well, what do I need to get rid of in order to make room? I think right now for me, that's not the question. And three weeks ago, I maybe thought, what do I need to get rid of so I have time to write? Now the world has changed and I've realized that I've, even though I thought I had already pared down um, and gotten rid of like some unnecessary things in my schedule and whatnot, the world has done that for me. So I don't need to cut out anything from my creative pursuits, from my midlife best project. I don't need to cut from there because other parts of my schedule have already been cut. I haven't... I I never spend a lot of time shopping, for example, but I haven't set foot in a mall in a long time, and that's fine. I have been to Walmart once. I've gone to the little local grocery store, um, and then there's another store that I go to once in a while, but for the most part, I'm fine. I, I just don't need to do those things. You know, even food shopping. I mean, that's just, it becomes more streamlined and you think about your trips more carefully when, when we're on, our state calls it being on pause. We're on pause in New York. Um, you know, we don't say we're on lockdown, but we don't leave the house all the time for no reason. So my schedule has just changed. Even volunteer activities, things that did matter to me, um, I have more time in my schedule because I'm not doing those things. So the change in priorities has happened kind of automatically. And the result of that for me is that as I've looked around and thought, well, how am I spending my time now versus how do I want to be spending my time? It's naturally starting to fall into place, which is a good thing. So that is a benefit that has come out of this really weird, difficult, sad situation. And I'm not saying 
oh, this is a great situation because so many people have lost so much. And uh, I just am trying to look for the silver lining. And, and for me, I know now what I need to be spending my time on because my time is automatically adjusting to the current situation. So I'm spending my time with my family, doing a lot more cooking. Um, and you know, when, when you have teenagers and young adults in the house, we're all together right now. One came home from college and then just kind of ended up getting stuck at home. Another one's about to finish college, um, within the next less than a year and is at home right now. And one is going to be going into last year of high school soon. So I know that this is a special time because my young adults and older teenagers, we're all together and that matters so much. So we are cooking and we're eating together and that that's very special. That is a benefit. So in looking for the silver lining, I'm, I'm seeing that as a definite silver lining. Um, and then that time that I do have because I am able to sit down in the evenings and do my writing. And I'm able to continue the things that matter. So this is an interesting situation. It may not ever happen again, uh, and I hope it doesn't. But I will take away a lot from what I've learned about myself and what I've learned about what really matters. In in that, um, sometimes even things that we think are priorities maybe don't have to be priorities. And sometimes the most basic and simple things truly should be the priorities. Everything does fall into place one way or another. And so for me, I don't think I need to cut. I think that I need, I think I'm right on track. And I think I needed just this little space of a few weeks to see a little, um, a little better. And, and I'm doing that now. So expect this podcast to continue. Those of you who have been listening, thank you. And I'm glad you're here and I want you to still be here. And as it changes, as I try new things, I want to hear what you think. I want to know what resonates with people. Um, The best way to find out is for me to do it. And then people, they like it or they don't like it. And I hope they like it. But I think the book clubs are definitely a way to go. I've ordered several books. Some of them are books that I've already had before, have already read or listened to on audio but I'm going to revisit and I'll make a decision about what to do first for my next book club. And I'll make that announcement on the next episode of this podcast. And then I'll get started on that next book club. And um, I'm going to move from there. But as I continue to work and get this book closer to being done, I will share those updates here on the podcast as well. If you don't know, and you haven't listened to old podcasts, if you're new here, my book is about how to let your day job support your dreams. And it's really for creative people. So it could be writers, it could be musicians, it could be artists, people who I I talk so much about the next big thing. These are people who are working on their next big thing, but they also have a real job. And the goal in this book, it's not to help people quit their job. It's to help people in the meantime, in the middle, right where I am right now, I don't hate my job. I don't. I'm a teacher. There are things about my job that I absolutely love that would never be replaced by any other job in the world. Um, But I don't plan to teach forever. And with any career, 
most people plan to either retire or make a change at some point. Um, so it's that middle, that middle time. And that's what my book helps people to navigate and find out how to do that best so that they're really honoring more than one part of themselves, the working part, the day-to-day, um, you know, regular job that they have, whatever that looks like with that next big thing, with that creative piece. How do you do that? And how do you keep your mind in the right place? And how do you pursue the outside interests, the creative part, without laying so much expectation on it that you're disappointed if it doesn't happen quickly? Um, And maybe never for some of us that we could completely rely just on our creativity to support our lifestyle financially. Maybe that's not exactly what success looks like. So that's what the book is about. And I, I'm, I'm pleased with how it's going right now. And um, I'm just excited to continue to share with you more about that. So until next time, and yes, there will be a next time, God willing, there will be that next episode soon, episode 107, and we'll continue the conversation. I would love to hear from you. Um, if you are not already on that Facebook page for Midlife Best or subscribe to the YouTube channel, please do that so that you are ready for the next book club. And I'll be making that announcement soon. And I'll talk to you then. Okay. Bye-bye.